on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Andy and DJ Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we do. That's what CTI stands for, Cruise the Internet. This is our society, culture, current events show. Uh, we think it's comedy. You may not think so, but that's what it is. Uh, this is where we throw topics up on the screen. We speculate on what's true. We speculate on what's not true. And then we talk about how we, the people, can be the solution to the problem. Other times you tune in, we have shows within the show. We have Q&AF. That's where you get to submit questions and we give you the answers. These questions can be about anything, but typically they're about business, entrepreneurship, and personal development. That's the core foundation of this show. Uh, you could submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, you can email your questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube and you can go on the Q&AF episodes and you can drop your question right there in the comments and we'll pick some from there as well. If you're not subscribed to YouTube, you should go subscribe because we have some new concepts that are dropping. Uh, in fact, the first one will be this Sunday. So this coming Sunday, there will be a new concept that I'm going to drop on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed, you should go subscribe. Uh, other times on the show... We have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk. Uh, other times we have full length. Full length is where we have my friends or other interesting characters come on the show and uh, we talk. <laughs> Shocking. All right. And then we have 75 hard verses. 75 hard verses uh, is where people who have completed 75 hard and taken back control of their life come on the show, tell their story, talk about how they were before how they are after and what their life is like now that they have actually learned the skill sets that this program provides. If you're unfamiliar with 75 Hard, it is the world's biggest, most successful mental toughness transformation program. Uh, let's be real. The reason you're not where you want to be in life isn't because you don't know what to do. It's because you lack the skill sets to actually do it. And that's what this program teaches you. So if you are interested in 75 Hard, it is not a challenge. It is a program. It is actually part of a bigger program called Live Hard. Uh, and 75 Hard just happens to be the first phase of it. You can get that all of it for free at episode 208 on the audio feeds. There's also a book called 75 Hard that you can buy off my website. It's unnecessary, but if you're somebody who likes to know all the ins and outs and the whys and the how-tos, how I do it, it's a great book to read. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. I also have a new book coming out, uh, which will launch on January 1st that you're gonna wanna keep an eye out for there. I'm gonna start letting you guys kinda know what we got coming up here on the show. Uh, but the the newest thing is this YouTube drop that we're going to drop on Sunday. So make sure you go over there and click subscribe for all the information that we give. Now, guys, those of you that don't know, I'm not just a podcaster or a supplement seller or a YouTuber or whatever the Internet calls me, a right wing extremist. I'm none of those things, actually. I'm just an entrepreneur who has built many different companies uh, over the course of the last 24 and three quarters years. And I give the information of what I've learned and how I've done it for free on this show. And I ask that all you do is support me, support my companies and support us by sharing the show. A lot of you guys come to me and you say, Hey, this message needs to be heard. It needs to be out there. I'm asking you to engage in part of the army here to get this message out. All right. So don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Hey, so what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm all right, man. Came off a uh, training weekend, you know, 
I guess we gotta gotta train every now and then. You mean like security stuff? Yeah, tactical cool. stuff. Yeah, it was cool though. Had a night, night, uh, nighttime fighter course. Why don't you guys ever ask me to go? You don't want to get shown up. Basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, you don't, you want to actually seem to be valuable. If that happens, bro, I'd lose my job. That's right, because I can take care of my own stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It make See, sense. people don't understand, dude. <laughs> they don't understand what the security is actually for. Yeah, it's not for you. It's not for me. No, no, it's for everybody. It's else. for you. Yeah, it's for everybody. Else. <laughs> <That's a fact. laughs> so, no, it was good though. You had a good weekend. Yeah, it was, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what I did. Yeah, I just did my stuff. Normal shit. Yeah, yeah man. Like every day for me is the same shit. There's like no it's real weekend. No, it's like, yeah. you know, I, I, we don't have kids because it, it just didn't work out for us. It's not our thing. Uh, so like you know, every day is kind of the same thing. I, uh, I did go to Cars and Coffee. How was that for the first, uh, second time this year? That's a record for me. That's too. Um, it was really cool. Um, all the, bro, it's so cool. I, I think I said this last time I went, but it's so cool because like all the people who are into these car shows, like the they they're ambitious people, right? Like their goal is to one day have cars and own cars and experience cars. And so what I enjoy the most about it is, you know, talking to all the young bucks who are out here trying to build stuff, do stuff, create things. Um, <clears throat> and it, I don't know, it kind of fills me up when I go there, man. It gives me hope for the next generation, you know, because we talk a lot about how, you know, the school systems are all messed up and it's true. They are. And mm -hmm. um, we talk a lot about how, you know, a lot of the youth is is confused on how things are. And that's true. Um but at the end of the day, man, you know, when I go to these events and I get to like, I, I spend typically, you know, three, four hours there and try to talk to everybody that wants to talk. I leave feeling very hopeful for what we have coming down the pipe because a lot of these young people are very hungry and very ambitious. And the questions they ask me are not like necessarily about what car I happen to bring, but the questions are very much so like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or what would you do if you were in this situation? And like hearing these 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kids ask me real questions about the direction that they're trying to take. Like it makes me realize like I like I spoke about on on yesterday's show, I really need to do a better job of showing my actual success because the last few years I haven't. And it's created this vacuum where people think that I'm just always hardcore working, work, 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 mm -hmm. and they don't see the prize of it. And it's, you know, there's, and you need to see both. And so it was cool. Um, I brought out a very special car that I've had for uh, over a year now that I really haven't brought in public and uh, people freaked out about it. Um, so it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. And I'm sure you think the same way or you feel the same way, but like, I like seeing those like, you know, those seven to ten year old kids, yeah. when they see those cars yeah. and I see them light up, I'm like, "Yep, there's another business right yeah, there." Yeah, you know right. What I'm saying like that, like that guy is gonna grow up and employ somebody because of what he just saw. Yeah, and a lot of people don't get that, man. You know, when they look at cars or they look at someone who who drives cars or into cars, they they see it um, differently. Mm -hmm. You know, like they see it as somebody who's just trying to show off. And bro, let's be real. Yeah, it's cool to pull up somewhere and get out of something badass. They're, it's cool as fuck. And like, mm -hmm. really, you probably wish you did too. <laughs> you wish you had it, okay? But the truth of the matter is, is that really has nothing to do with it. That's a very small yeah. amount that some people tend to focus on. Uh, in reality, you know, cars for the people who understand cars is a true passion. It's something that brings people together. And one of the things that I enjoy about cars the most is the culture that comes along with it mm. because it's a very positive culture and it's a very supportive culture. Um, 
And it's it's really honestly like it's it's very similar to what we have here at First Form, where everybody wants everybody else to win. Uh, everybody's helping each other win. You know, some of my some people I do business with, I've met through cars. Mm. You know what I mean? So like. People, a lot of people don't get it, but I love it, and uh, I had a great time, and it was the best part was talking to all the guys. You know, you don't drink the coffee, though. No, I'm not a coffee guy. <laughs> yeah. Just there for the coffee. Yeah, I drink water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, uh, let's get into it, man. We got some yeah. interesting stuff out there. Cool. Guys, remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforseller.com. You can find them there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, jump down in the description below. You can find them linked there as well. Um, so with that being said, man, let's get right into our first headline. Headline number one reads, Donald Trump in court, civil trial gets underway. Now, this is like the talk of the town today. A lot of a lot of our users have actually been calling us, uh, telling us we need to cover this. So, uh, yeah, Donald Trump's in court. So let's look over these fast facts. This is from Fox News, okay? Um, so it says Trump invoked his Fifth Amendment rights during the first deposition in August 2022. I remember that. That was hilarious because we were going through question by question and he diverted it to his lawyer. Right. It was cool. Um, however, he did answer questions during the second deposition in April of 2023. Uh, Judge Arthur Ngoran ruled last week that former President Trump and his company deceived banks insurers and others by massively overvaluing his assets and exaggerating his net worth on paperwork. Okay. Now Trump's legal spokeswoman, Elena Haba said in a recent statement that the judge's ruling is quote, fundamentally flawed at every level uh, and called the Trump organization quote, an American success story. Now a New York appeals court narrowed state attorney general Letitia James civil lawsuit against the Trump family in June dismissing Ivanka Trump as a defendant and deciding that the statute of limitations would prevent her from suing for alleged fraud. Okay. Um, now they went into recess, um, at the time of the recording, but Trump, of course, being Trump made a couple of, uh, <laughs> choice statements, um, dogging the judge. Okay. So one of the, he says, quote, this rogue judge refuses to acknowledge that we won 80% of this case in the appellate division. Trump said, claiming in Gorin has quote, contempt for his own court system. He continued saying, quote, the judge is wrong. The judge is wrong in his ruling. Trump said, uh, quote, he said, Mar-a-Lago is worth 18 million. It's worth at least a billion, maybe 1.5 billion. Trump's lawyer had no uh, previously pointed to James promises to voters that she would, quote, get Trump if elected. That was a really, really big deal of the case. Um, <clears throat> but Trump didn't stop there. He, <laughs> he even moved to call the judge a Democrat operative uh, getting away with murder. Um, now, you got that going on. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Merrick Garland, he also went in on an interview for 60 Minutes, um, denies charges against Donald Trump are linked to 2024 campaign uh, releases. Uh, he said in that interview saying, quote, the Justice Department has general practices about not making significant overt steps or charging within a month or so of an election. And we are clearly outside that time frame in these cases. Garland said in an interview with CBS 60 Minutes, uh, he continued saying, quote, prosecutors, special counsel, they follow the facts and the law where they lead. Yeah, this is a very deceiving statement because what he's saying when he says the Justice Department has general practices about not making significant overt steps or charging within a month or so of an election, and we are clearly outside of that time frame in these cases, 
that means nothing because they understand the court process is going to drag on from now and through the election cycle. So in my opinion, this is actually just showing that they understand more about what they're doing, not less, right? This shows that it's more intentional. What What's more damaging? Introducing charges a month before the election or a year and a half before the election and then letting it drag through the pre-election cycle. Right, because that's exactly what they're doing. Correct. So he's telling on himself here. 100%, dude. And like there's a saying, bro, like nobody knows how to break laws better than a lawyer. And that's all these guys are. They know exactly what they're doing, man. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. And they also assume that everybody watching and listening is literally a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. So, I mean, in the most recent uh, YouGov survey, Trump's doing just fine. And he's going to continue to do fine. I agree. And I think the more they do this, the bigger his following is going to get. Yeah. So, I mean, with all of this stuff going, 80, can you break it down for us a little bit? Because... I'm green. I don't know much about net worth. I don't, you know. But break well, this down. What exactly is happening here? Well, well, look, okay, <sighs> this is a very dangerous thing, and nobody's really understand. I don't think that most people are really taking the uh, perspective that I take when I look at this. You know, when we talk about net worth, all right, you have to understand that you fill out a piece of paper that says, what are you worth, okay? And whatever you put on that paper that's debatable. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Trump. It doesn't matter if you're you guys listening or me or anybody or any of these people even pressing charges. If we were able to turn this same microscope onto these people and look at their personal finances, we could make the same accusations that they're making of Trump. We could say, hey, your house that costs $500,000 is actually only worth 18,000 because that's what they're doing to Trump. Mm -hmm. That Mar-a-Lago is not worth 18 million and anybody who's looked at real estate here understands that. If you go down and you look at Palm Beach real estate, there are a number of comparable properties uh that you can look at, right? And when I say comparable, I mean they're not the same as Mar-a-Lago, but they will give you uh, an idea of what the property is actually worth. When you go right across the street and you see properties that are, I don't know, one fucking third the size or one tenth the size going for 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, 150 million dollars. And then you have this massive estate. Palm Beach, where that estate is located, is some of the most valuable real estate in the United States, if not the most valuable. It's definitely in the conversation. So, to say that Mar-a-Lago is worth eighteen million is is absurd. Yeah, and okay. I also don't think it's worth one point five. No, I don't think so either. I I think that three years ago maybe could have been argued that, yeah. but the truth of the matter is the value of that property is up for debate. But it certainly is not eighteen million. No. Okay, it's way closer to one point five billion than eighteen million. Like way for closer sure. for sure. I, you know, for me. When you look at that property and I'm assessing it, I to me it looks like it's somewhere between, you know, four hundred and eight hundred million dollars. That's what it looks like to me. Um, I could be wrong. I don't even know how big Mar -a how big is Mar-a-Lago because uh, I've never actually been there, so I I could be completely wrong. Okay, it's seventeen acres in the most expensive real estate. There's two acre properties down there going for hundred fifty million dollars. Exactly. Okay, so maybe it is closer to what Trump's saying. It might be a billion dollar property for real. Okay. It's certainly not 18 million that to equate that to your, like our math out here in the real world. Okay. $500,000 house. That would be like them coming to you guys and saying your $500,000 house is actually worth $18,000. That's the level of difference that we're talking about. And it's probably worse than that. 
Okay, so the danger here is kind of twofold, and the way they're a- the way they're able to show this and and do this out in front of people's eyes and people not be super enraged like Trump is, is because they want us financially illiterate, and most people are. This is why they don't teach us financial literacy in high school, uh, and they can get away with things like this because most people don't know the difference between a millionaire, someone who earns a million dollars, someone who manages a million dollars worth of assets. Like these things can be looked at by many different angles, by many different ways. So like the actual net worth of a human being is up for debate no matter who, right? Like if someone were to come and evaluate my company for what it's worth, there would be people that would say it's worth a billion dollars. There would be people that would say it's worth five or six billion dollars. And the argument is where in between does that go, right? Mm -hmm. So we can can say it's this or it's that or it's this, but ultimately the market tells the truth, okay? And the market can change. The market two years ago is not the same as the market now. So what will the market actually pay if Mar-a-Lago was for sale today, all right? That's what the actual worth is. And because it's not for sale, there's no way to tell. Isn't that the big thing? Like, I mean, this whole thing, it's like, he's not playing, like, there's no intentions on selling but, it. But, but what they're saying, and this is where people need to understand what's actually happening here. What they're doing is they're going around and saying, all right, Trump got all these loans from all these banks over the course of many, many years. He lied on his application, his personal financial statement, and that makes him a fraud, even though he has paid all those loans. He has always done good business. He has always done all these things. This would be like you filling out a personal financial statement on your first house, trying to get a loan and you getting the loan, paying off your entire house. And then them coming back later and saying, uh, we're going to fucking sue you because you lied on the application by fucking $2,000. You understand? Yeah. This is very dangerous and it sets a very dangerous precedent. And this is my angle of seeing this. This is how I see this, okay? People are missing the point. If they can do this to the president of the United States, what can they do to you and me and anybody else if they don't like what you say or they don't like what you stand for or they don't like the way you commented on something on social media or they don't like your tweets? What could they do to you? That's the danger of the precedent being set here. And it's being set because the actual financial literacy of the average American is intentionally kept at a very low level so that they can do things like this. This is why when we talk about the solution to these problems, you don't hear me say violent revolution. You hear me say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because for us to not be taken advantage of, we have to become intelligent, right? But this shit is confusing and it's made confusing intentionally. So they don't teach us about it, and then they make it really hard to understand. Why would they do that? Well, because their uh, asset is our debt, or our debt is their asset. So when we go out in the real world and we make stupid-ass financial decisions because we don't know any better, and I'm just taking uh, a stab in the dark, I would say most of you listening to this right now have probably made a few financial mistakes. Why did you make them? Because you didn't know. Why didn't you know? Because they didn't teach you. Why didn't they teach you? They didn't teach you because they want you to make these mistakes because every time you make one of them, you make them richer and you enslave yourself. Yeah, man. So it's a big fucking problem, bro. I think on top of that too, man, people got to remember too, it's like, you know, it's what we alluded to in the beginning of this topic. They want to keep this man's name 
orange man bad in front of as many people's faces as much of the time of the day as they possibly can to, to try to you know, propagate this narrative around it. None of this shit's going to stick. That's not yeah, the point. Yeah, but see, here's what those people are understanding. If this does stick or this does go through, and let's say someone, I don't know, like me would eventually become president, you bet your ass I will take out the trash on these same fucking laws that they're allowing to be set as the precedent right now. Yeah. That's the danger for them. They don't get it yet. Yeah, they're setting their own precedents. Correct. Yeah. And here's the thing. If they cheat and we don't, and they're willing to do un- unethical things and we're not, guess who fucking wins and who loses? They win and we lose. They lose man. They're playing a different game than we're playing. These people are playing a complete different game than we're playing. We're out here pretending like we're virtuous, good-hearted Americans and all this shit, bro. Sometimes good-hearted people got to do real ugly shit to make sure that these people can't do things. And here's the thing that you're not considering. These people think that those good people are them. Mm. They think that the alternative is so bad that literally any action is justified to protect democracy, which we all know democracy does not mean democracy. Democracy means mob rule. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're a constitutional republic. We obey the Constitution. And one of the things the Constitution says is that we actually have a duty to overthrow people just like this. So when that line starts to appear, it's going to get real interesting. Yeah, for sure, man. They don't say you can. They don't say you should. They say you have a duty. What's that mean? You have to. Yeah, guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know down in the comments what you guys think on this topic using hashtag no change. So that was our first headline, man. Let's let's keep this cruise moving. Uh, But before we get into our second headline... As always, man, let's cruise some comments. Sweet. Let's see what we got out there, guys. This first comment, uh, or I'm sorry, this comment uh, for Cruise the Comments, it's coming from um, at definitely not DJ. Uh, the comment reads, DJ deserves at least three more trophies by now. Come on now, Andy. Bro. DJ made a fake First comment. of all, yeah, first of all, that's DJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he's got to no. Yeah. First, <laughs> first of all, listen, from now on, you guys cannot allow DJ to select Cruise the comments. We've we've resort we've resorted to I I'm okay. We just talked about fraud. Bro, that's fraud. Not Bro, and listen, it says it's not that's me. Like, how do you know that's just not somebody that's like, like they, they they fuck with DJ, man, you know? All right, from now on, <laughs> from now on, I, got it, I, got I need it. you guys to get the comments because clearly we're, we can't trust. Bro. We can't trust definitely not DJ. <laughs> okay. And by the way, definitely not DJ. Yeah, whoever this guy Yeah, is. whoever you are, uh, you have bad taste in what's funny. Yeah. Like, you should probably go listen to someone else's show. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just being real. From now on, bro. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, listen. The people are speaking, bro. You gotta listen. <laughs> they to, are. You gotta listen to the people. You gotta listen to the people. By the man. people, we be DJ. Yeah. I'm, no, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> you gotta listen to the people, bro. The people are speaking, bro. All right. All right. Well, listen. Uh, definitely not DJ. Whoever you are, we appreciate your love and support. Yeah. As we do everyone else, man. <laughs> DJ's gonna give himself a trophy for his, <laughs> the fucking comment he left on the. Bro, if we were giving out trophies at not DJ's discretion, bro, this motherfucker would live in a trophy store. Just have hundreds. Yeah. We'd be basking in it. 100%. Yeah. Nobody would have any more. 
Bro, I'm just out there taking little kids' fucking trophy from fucking soccer practices. <laughs> Give me that fuck. <laughs> Let's keep this show moving, guys. So we just do whatever we want now. <laughs> Got it. Oh, no, that's a comment. All right. Got it. That's a comment. Yeah, so we just, we're just we just fucking doing whatever the fuck we want now. That's a comment. I, I see that. I see that. I'm just saying, man. It's, all right. all, it's out there. Okay. <laughs> you could have got a little more creative with the name. Yeah. Listen. I mean, it does look like you. <laughs> it looks just like you. That's my Halloween mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, let's keep this show moving. We got headline number two. Headline number two reads, McCarthy rolls the deep state, advances government funding plan that cuts off Ukraine cash. So the shutdown was averted, overted, for 45 days. Um, but there's some interesting stuff happening here, so let, let's, t- let's talk about it. So uh, this Breitbart article reads, Speaker Kevin McCarthy scored a shocking victory over the deep state Saturday by securing House passage of a 45-day stopgap bill to keep the government open and cut funding for Ukraine. Uh, McCarthy's victory seemed almost impossible as recently as this morning amid disagreements inside his own conference. Uh, and a willingness among Democrats to shut down the government over Ukraine funding. Uh, Yet, as it became clear that momentum for a stopgap continuing resolution, or CR, uh, without Ukraine funding was building, panic Democrats began utilizing delay tactics, including a long filibuster uh, speech from Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Um, So, yeah, we stopped it. But, dude, did did you see this shit about the fire alarm getting pulled? Yeah. I saw a little bit of it, dude. That really happened. That really, that really happened. Because they, he was saying that he actually just went in a door mm. and and went off. Mm. Wow. So these people are like legitimately pulling fire alarms. They're ludicrous, bro. During votes. Yeah. Mm. So so uh, this headline reads: Squad Dem faces calls for expulsion after pulling fire alarm, mocked for ludicrous explanation. Uh, so Representative Jamal Bowman, a Democrat out of New York will face an expulsion resolution after a video surfaced showing him pulling a fire alarm as the House prepared to vote on a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, Bowman was seen pulling the fire alarm over the weekend ahead of a crucial House vote in one of the House of Representatives' three office buildings. Uh, It happened just after Republicans announced they would rush a stopgap spending bill known as a continuing resolution or a CR to the House floor on Saturday, just as the Senate was weighing its own proposal. Uh, Since the incident, uh, Bowman has been accused of pulling the alarm purposefully uh, to delay the vote, although he has adamantly denied these claims. Um, But here's the thing, Andy. New picks throw cold water on Representative Jamal Bowman's excuses for pulling fire alarm in the House building. So his excuses are going up in smoke. This is a new... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Did you write that one? No. <laughs> you want a trophy for that too? <laughs> Motherfucker wants trophy for writing this shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, this is who wrote this article. Nope, not me. Nope. Jorge Fitzgibbon. Yeah, that's a nice name. Jorge. You know what I'm saying? All right, yeah, so images of the fire alarm. Uh, the representative Jamal Bowman pulled in the House office building as his fellow Democrats were trying to delay a key vote to fund the government appear to throw cold water on his claims that the move was just a bonehead mistake. Uh, so here's the picture of him pulling the alarm. These are the doors, okay? Um, and the doors, they have signs on them that says emergency exit only, the sign reads. Here, here's, here's a good picture of the door. There's the fire alarm that he pulled. 
Okay, in bright red letters. There's a better picture of that, right? So his statement. You mean like every other fire alarm that we've ever seen in the history of time. Like the schools that he was a principal at. He knows exactly what the <sighs> fuck these alarms do, right? So this, let's, let's hear his statement. So his statement, was uh, he, he wrote this out on X. Uh, he says, quote, today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open, Bowman said in a statement. Um, he continued saying, quote, I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. He about to lose his job. Bro, this guy should go to jail. Oh, 100 percent. You should I'm, go to jail for this. Well, I'm glad you said that, Andy, because here's the thing. He's facing up to 30 years for doing that. Yeah, you should. Listen, dude, these people are enemies of America. Mm -hmm. They have infiltrated our Congress, because we have failed to pay attention over the last 10 to 12 years, all right? We have radical, extreme communist people in our Congress right now that are willing to do anything and everything to push their agenda forward, and they don't, they are not going to stop. There is going to be no, I feel bad, or uh, we're going to slow down, or this or that, because, dude, these people understand that the pendulum is now swinging back to common sense and they understand what's going to happen to them for all the things that they have done, specifically the last four years. Okay. There's going to be accountability. These people are willing to do whatever they can to make sure that they don't lose, which is what I've been saying. And you've been saying on the show for years, because they understand that the accountability to be had is going to be harsh and is going to be steep. And for some of these people, it could include literal death. Mm -hmm. So they are going to do whatever they need to do. And that includes another pandemic. That includes war. That includes whatever they have to do, because what would you do if you knew that if these other people came in and gained power, you were likely to spend the rest of your life in prison or actually be executed. What for, would for the crimes you committed? What would you be willing to do to make sure that the other team doesn't get back in power? And the answer is anything and everything, which is what makes this time super dangerous for all of us. Yeah, man. These people are radical extremists and everything they say, everything they point at and say, you're this or you're that. That's what they are. They are masters of gaslighting. They are masters of projection. They we can see the stuff happening. They say it's not happening. You're imagining it. Biden goes on TV every single day and talks about Bidenomics when every single American statistically is in a worse place. OK, the average credit card defaults are at an all time high. All right. The amount of difference in expenses for the average American family is $9,000 per year to live. How can you come up with an extra $9,000 if you're making 60, 50, $40,000 a year? That's a quarter of your income that these people have expunged out of people's lives. And they have the nerve to go on TV and say, oh, this is great. Everything's going well. Jobs are being created. Thinking that people forgot about how the economy was shut down for two fucking years. And what they're actually doing is giving us the data on the jobs that are coming back, not actual new jobs being created. And they think that we are stupid. And this is going to continue. And it's going to continue over and over and over until these people are held accountable. And it's up to us 
the citizens of this country to call for accountability and to demand accountability. These people are traitors. They do not care about America. They do not care about you. They only care about themselves and their agenda, which they believe is the right thing to do, which makes them extremely dangerous because nobody is more dangerous than it, than a person that is really dumb, that believes they're doing the exact right thing, that also doesn't mind doing whatever is necessary to get the result that they want. You understand? Absolutely. That include over the history of human beings. This is why wars start. This is why genocides happen. Like people say, oh, genocides, you know, why does this happen? Because the people that are doing the genociding believe it is actually the right thing. And people do not understand this in this country. We give everybody the benefit of the doubt. We give everybody the high road. We, we, we do not call things for what they are. And it's put us in a very dangerous situation because these people have the power right now, which means they have the power to start a war, which means they have the power to release another pandemic, which means they have the power to keep the borders open, uh, in, instigate crime, all of these things, inflate the currency. These people have the power to destroy America right now because we have been looking in other places for the last 12 years. It's very, very dangerous. And they think they're doing the right thing. And I think what's happening here is they're kind of crossing the um, the Rubicon, so to speak, meaning they are they are now having to buy fully in that what they've done is wrong and they understand now they're playing defense. And if they don't play defense, it's going to be literal life in prison or death for them yeah so i we're in a very dangerous spot dude over the next year especially uh year and four months it's it's extremely dangerous to be an american like i i'm not throwing anything off the table uh i think these people are capable of burning the world down and i think that's what they'll do if they think they're gonna lose yeah yeah brother rule over the ashes yeah i mean I, I that's my opinion man i don't know i you know, you guys let us know what you think, but that's from my observations. You guys who have been li listening for the number of years that we've been doing Real AF since 2019. I mean, how many times have I missed the mark? How many times have we missed? Not very many. And so I, I'm very concerned about the next year, year and a half. Now I'm going to approach it as if things are going to get better. I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'm going to be the best that I can. I'm going to act as if things are going to get better. And if we all do that and we all live our lives that way, things will probably get better because we control the culture. This is why we talk about personal excellence being the ultimate rebellion and that culture change rebellion versus, uh, you know, guns and, and grenades type thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this is this is about changing culture. And if we change culture, the politics will change. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go as hard as I can with the understanding that things are going to get better. And if they don't, we'll deal with it. 100%, man. Guys, like again, he said, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, let us know using hashtag stop, drop, and roll. This guy should definitely go to jail for this. 100%. And he's, he, I mean, here, that's going to be the interesting thing is whether they hold that line, right? Because, I mean. I don't think they're going to. No, there's no way they will. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, the, the court of public opinion, I mean, we see what they did with the J6 prisoners. Right, we see how they treat. They're still them. doing it, and then what they're still doing for insurrection. This is no different. This is no different, um, and the laws are very, very clear. Let me ask you this: DC, they're very, very clear. Let me ask you this: If you're willing to pull a fake fire alarm to stop a vote, are you willing to fake a pipe burst to stop a vote counting? Mm. Let that sink in. Yeah. 
That's one of our flag words. Are you, are you, are you, if you're willing to pull a fake fire alarm to stop a vote, are you willing to intentionally sabotage voting machines in Arizona in the governor race so people can't vote? See what I'm saying? What other votes have they tried to do? Hold on, bro. This is how they operate. People don't understand this. Like, this is what you guys have to understand. This is what these people fucking do. It's what they do. They are not, if we continue to play a game where we are taking the high road and we understand that they do not, we will lose that game. We will lose that game. If we were playing baseball and we said, we don't take steroids because we don't believe in steroids. We're better than steroids. And every other motherfucker out there is taking steroids. Guess what? You're going to lose. And that's what we're dealing with. And we're dealing with this virtuous mentality and this, I'm better than this mentality mm-hmm. from the American people. When in reality, sometimes you got to get in the fucking fight. Sometimes you got to beat the shit out of people. Sometimes you got to get your hands dirty. Sometimes you got to do ugly shit to win. And this is one of the times where the people of America should not turn the other cheek. And they should say, this is, this is bullshit. And we're going to not stand for it. And, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there. People know. No, well, I don't even think so as our audience of the show. All right. I come on here for three and a half fucking years and I ask you guys to share the show. Where will we be? Where would culture be if you had shared every single show this entire time? Where will we be? Where will we be? Because I'm doing my part, bro. I come in here every day and give a fucking everything I got. I tell people what to do, how to defeat this, what's happening. And I've been right the whole time. It's real shit, man. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's get to our third and final headline, headline number three. Headline number three reads, Meet the farmer union boss who is Gavin Newsom's Senate replacement for the late Diane Feinstein. So she died. So that, that was a thing. Yeah, somehow she still, I think, voted the day after she, that. The day before. No, or the, it was the day before. Was it? Yeah, the day yeah, before she died. She voted. Huh? Yeah, super weird. But I also saw some stuff that apparently her daughter had power of attorney, which means she should have never voted to begin with. Listen, bro. They don't care. People that are above 65 years of age should not serve in our government. I'll up you one. I don't think they should be able to drive. Well, I, you know, (laughs) that I think I think taking a driver's test on a regular basis after the age of 65, let's say every two years, an actual test. I think that's that's required. Mm -mm, Get them off the road. (laughs) No, because, bro, I'm going to be 65. In yeah. 15 fucking Bro, years. You start smelling like mothballs. Motherfucker, I'm driving till I'm fucking dead. <laughs> and there ain't nothing anybody can do about it. No cop, no yeah. fucking law, no yeah. fucking, not you, not anybody. <laughs> Nobody can do shit about it. So, like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And that's real shit. Yeah. Um, th- this, this whole scenario of elderly people who are incapable of thinking, talking, being aware this would be like your oldest relative who you have over th- for Thanksgiving that everybody ignores and everybody kind of just like sits over there in the corner, literally making <laughs> what? That's what happens. That's exactly. They just sit them in a little chair. That's give, right. Give them a blanket. Okay. Yeah. And then asking them to vote on the fucking laws. Okay. That's dangerous shit. Yeah, it is. Like, man. bro, this is not cool. No. Like we are led, we are led by a bunch of people who have lived their lives. These people have lived their lives. You, you guys fucking sucked. And I'm going to say something else. To you generation of like 55 and over people, you fucked our entire country, bro. You guys fucked it up. Okay, you came in with these parenting strategies and all this bullshit 
and you didn't hold the line and now our country's fucked okay you guys were in, you guys inherited a country that was beautiful a country that had good laws and order and all of these things great economy great opportunity for prosperity and you guys of that next generation older than me you fucked us bro and that's that should be the failure of your motherfucking life cuz now we got to clean it the fuck up it's fucking bullshit yeah it, it, dude, it pisses me off to think about it. Like, when I see old people now, I get fucking angry. Because, like, you guys didn't speak up. You didn't fucking fight for what's right. You let your kids do whatever they want. You fucked our entire shit up, man. And we're trying out here now. Now I have to give up my life at 40-something years old to talk about this shit when I worked my whole life to become successful so I could just go do what I want to do? Bro, that's wrong. And it's I'm, I'm, tired, I'm tired of pretending... I'm tired of pretending it's okay. And these people who are 65, 70, 75, 80, they have no business in our government whatsoever. We need a revolution of youth and fresh ideas and people with experience. Bro, ideally, it should be 35 to 65 for people that serve in the government. That's what it should be. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's absurd. And these old people, it be, it's, it, a 90-year-old woman, bro, who can't think, who can't talk, who can't function as a human being, having some of the greatest power in our country. Does anybody else see a problem with that? Yeah, like nobody else sees the-, the Like what issues. the fuck are we talking about, dude? Like this is real shit. You got a president of the United States who is literally shitting his pants on television. It's a problem. Yeah. And dude- and everybody's acting like it's fine. Yeah. And these people, the reason they're destroying our country is because they're looking out for their useless kids. And those useless fucking kids are the key, the people who literally created this scenario that we're living in. The 55-year-old. Yes. Yeah, man. And they're doing all these corrupt deals with all these 40-year relationships, scratching each other's backs. Bro, our country is a fucking fake country. It is a fraud. What they say that we are is not what we are. We are not of the people, by the people, for the people. We are of these old people, by these old people, for these old people who are eventually going to die, who are trying to run corrupt deals and put their kids in a position to carry on the legacy. No different than a royal family in the old times. Like, that's what we're dealing with. It's a cabal. Yeah. These people are fucks, and they're tyrants, and they're traitors to us, all of us, the people. Yeah. Well, did you see who they, who replaced her? Yeah, so they. So no, I know. I know. He said. He said he was going to replace her with a with a black woman. Okay, mm -hmm. which is racist as fuck. <laughs> okay, like I'm sick of acting like this isn't racist. Yeah, this is fucking racist. Okay, when you choose someone because of the color of their skin, and now, by the way, the Supreme Court agrees with me. When you choose someone for the color of their skin, that is racism, whether that skin be white or black or anything else. Yeah. Okay, so to for a for a governor of a state to openly say our replacement is going to be a black woman is incredibly racist and insulting to anybody who isn't black who happens to be qualified for the job in any way, shape, or form. If we don't get back to a meritocracy and we don't start calling out this racism for what it is, okay, we're going to ruin the country because people who are qualified to do things are being rejected for people who are unqualified to do things based upon the color of their skin. Now, I don't know about you guys, but let's say the NFL was run that way. 
What would it look like? Slow and no points. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very good product. And that's the closest thing that I can fucking admit true, to. Man, okay. If the white dudes ain't good enough and it's all the black dudes that put up the points, play the black dudes. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't fucking care. In fact, it makes for a way better product. But in whatever situation, <laughs> what? It, is that, that's not racist. No. It's, <laughs> it, it's what you said it. It's faster. It's fucking. Yeah, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. I'm with like, you. bro, it's, it's reality. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what color you are, bro. You can either play or you can't play. Best, hey, put the best on the field. That's it. And yeah. that's what America's built upon. And I don't yeah. give a shit what any of you guys think. You guys think that's racist? I don't care. Everybody calls me racist for even being fucking born. No, it's, it's not racist. And the thing is, it, it, it's a very obvious thing that everybody understands. And so it's like, you know, if we can do that with our sports, why wouldn't we take that same approach? With companies. Because people are pussies. That's what it is, man. That's why. Because That's people don't want to say the truth. White people don't want to say, hey, that ain't fucking right. Yeah. And then the crazy thing is, like, when those people who are unqualified get in those positions and continue to fuck things up, you can't say why they fuck things up. Oh, well, it's because they were black? No, it's because they were unqualified. Because you're not good enough for the job. To begin with. Yes. <laughs> and for the last 10 years, bro, there's been this immense pressure to be inclusive. No. Okay? Well, we should be inclusive on the skill set. Mm. Are you good enough to play? Are you good? Bro, nobody talks about this in sports. Yeah. No, the only sport they talk about it in is hockey. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Because most people are white in hockey. <laughs> That's why. So what the fuck are we talking? So we're going to make hockey more black for the sake of black, but we're not going to make basketball more white for the sake of white or NFL more white for the sake of white. That's racism. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not for any of it. I'm not for any of it. I think the best hockey players should play. I think the best football players should play. And I think most people agree with that. Most people want to be entertained by the best. And I think the best people should be in your company. If you own a company and you don't have the best people playing in those positions, you're a fucking idiot. You're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to fucking lose. And it's going to be your whole life because you believe some virtuous shit that ain't even true. Okay? I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that it doesn't matter what fucking skin color you are. That's my position on it. But I am going to also point out the hypocrisy of these scenarios because it's very clear, it's very open, and nobody wants to talk about it. Y'all call me racist anyway. I don't give a fuck, okay? Fucking call me whatever you want. I've been being called racist since I was 10 years old because I'm fucking white, so I don't give a shit anymore. And I don't think most people do either. I think most people are starting to get the fuck over it. No, 100%, bro. Well, the crazy thing is, so we have the point is, bro. We have to call it out as the truth on both sides. You have to. Yes, you have to. You, you can't just skirt around it or not say it. Or, no, we or, can't act like one side of the, of, of the coin acceptable. gets all these special privileges. And it's it, bro. Actual racism. Here's what actual racism is. Actual racism, as we know it to to exist in our day to day life is thinking that black people are not capable of becoming skillful on their own and competing on an even playing field. That's the fucking racism that, that racist, actually yeah. exists. Yeah. Because that assumes that black people by nature are not as capable as other races, which IDs. is fucking not true. It's can't, not yeah. fucking true. Can't get IDs. Dude, there's a million examples. Can't look up on Walgreens or CVS, go well, online. Look, man, it is- Cockroaches. Justice, huh? Huh? Cockroaches. I mean, all of that. That's what Biden said. Uh, bro, it's, it infects every ounce of our humor. Every, every little bit of culture is affected by this. Mm. We can tell white people jokes all the time. White people laugh at them. Yep. 
You tell a black joke that's funny as fuck. You know, we all laugh, but some people get pissed. You're a racist. You're this. You're that. And by the way, the people calling us racist, they're always white. Never black. Yeah. Yep. Bro, listen. I want the. I want America back. I want us. I want us back. Like I'm fucking tired of this shit. You know what? Black people do some funny ass shit. So do white people. I'm comfortable laughing at both of them. In fact, that's what I would enjoy. I think all of you would as well. 100%, dude. It's manufactured shit. Everybody knows. I think a lot more people know that now, and they're seeing it more and more. Um, but the thing with this replacement, though, so right, so he replaces Diane Feinstein with this this lady. Her name is La... Uh, shit. I can't even pronounce this one. LaFonza? Huh? LaFonza Butler. Okay. LaFonza Butler. Um, but there's a lot of interesting things about LaFonza Butler. Okay, so she's the president of Emily's List, which is a Democratic political action committee dedicated to electing pro-abortion Democratic women to office. Okay, so he elected her. Um, but but there's some issues with this. She's she's she she she's not even a resident of California. So she he, he put this lady in the seat that's not even representing the place that she's supposed to be representing to begin with, and then she tries to cover it up. Tries to cover it up. So LaFonza Butler removes Maryland as residence after Newsom appointment as California senator. LaFonza Butler has apparently removed her Maryland residence from her ex-account as well as her professional biography after Governor Gavin Newsom appointed her to U.S. Senate seat in California, which was vacated on September 29th upon the death of Senator Dianne Feinstein. Um, after news broke of her appointment, reporter uh, Alex Michelson Captured a screenshot of her ex bio, which had Maryland as a location as recently as Sunday. So on Sunday, her account looked like this, where you see Maryland right, right. there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then after the announcement, she takes it off. Mm. Not only that, it's also been uncovered that California's newest senator, LaFonza Butler, literally lives in Maryland and is registered to vote there. There's the voter registration. What's even more is even as recent as 31 days ago, her FEC filings still list her active residence in Maryland. So aside even from all the, the color you know, optics that they're trying to paint this into, that doesn't even make no, sense. No, that means she's part of their operation. 100%. Well, it's what, what, hold on. Let's walk this through here. Mm-hmm. What reason would there be to uh, elect this person, or appoint him or whatever he's doing, who's from some state on the complete other side of the country, what would be the reason? Mm. Give me an acceptable reason. One. Because there's only one. I ain't got it. It's this. She's on the fucking team. Oh. I guarantee if you trace back all her bank records and all her donations and all her things, they all go right along with the ones that Gavin Newsom got. Yeah, or like work for the Clintons. Because that's in there. Listen, bro, we're we're under attack. Like this is fucking insane. These people are trash, bro, and they need to be fucking taken out. Yeah. Apparently, there was talk. Hashtag take out the motherfucking trash. Is that what we're going with? Yeah. That's a long one, guys. You guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, well, the reason why I have hashtag. Well, Africa maybe, maybe, me. maybe. So, what are you saying? So, are you saying that we should make it shorter because the people that listen to the show aren't smart enough to actually write that out on their own? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you guys. This is a long one. Yeah. I'm trying to help you guys. Well, at least you're li- I'm just saying. Like that's you understand? <laughs> that's how they think. So I'm trying to help them. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> guys, jump down in the comments below. Let us know what you think. Hashtag abracadabra or hashtag take out the motherfucking trash. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, so with that being said, guys, that was our third and final headline. It is now time for our final segment of the show. As always, 
We have thumbs up. We're dumb as fuck. This is where we bring a headline up. We bring an article up. We talk about it. It'll get one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads. I'm a rent-a-mom for Gen C college students. Parents pay me $10,000 to cook, do laundry, and bail them out of jail. Now, now let's just hold our reservations here, okay? All right? Because right? I, I actually, I, I like it. Okay. I like it. So, like, uh, this is a New York Post article reading. Like any good mom, when one of her kids calls, Tammy Kuman comes running, no matter the time of day or night. The biological parent of three and a grandmother of six from Boston does it all, even in her 70s. Emergency grocery shopping, cooking, and laundry. She's even jumped on the plane in the wee hours to bail one of her youngsters out of a Miami jail and has rushed to bedsides in New York emergency rooms. However, Kuman isn't the actual mother of the kids who she caters to in 911 binds. She's simply their rent-a-mom. Quote, I'm a mom away from mom, a total support system for students. Kuman, the founder of Concierge Service for Students, or CSS, told the Post, uh, quote, we get kids in pre-boarding schools, boarding schools or college, she said, and we take care of their practical needs, medical needs, mental health needs and beyond. The mompreneur launched the concierge service in 1993, wanting to offer a helping hand to both U.S. and international students throughout the Northeast. The service comes with a price tag of $10,000 per academic year. Uh, for their money, parents can depend on their away-from-home offspring receiving regular food deliveries, academic assistance, beauty and spy appointment bookings, aid in making dinner reservations and signing up for gym memberships, apartment hunting, furniture building, party planning, doctor referrals, summer storage, as well as banking and bill payment support, just to name a few. Um so uh, this one guy, there's a case study here, Salman Al-Kabani, who's 36, who now lives in Midtown Manhattan, tells the Post that Kuman and the moms offered him an emotional safe space when first relocated to America from Saudi Arabia in 2003 at the tender age of 16. There he is with rent-a-mom Tammy there. Uh, he says, quote, I came to the U.S. to attend Tilton Borden School in New Hampshire, and Tammy and the moms did a really great job at making me feel like family, said Al-Kabani. Uh, who patronized CSS for 10 years uh, as he matriculated through high school, college, and post-grad work. He footed the healthy bill him, uh, for the service himself using scholarships. Andy, what we got on this? I like it. I think I think it's a great niche market. I mean, it's pretty creative. It's basically a yeah. personal assistant for but a mom. wealthy people that you know come from other countries. MILFs. Yeah. So I, look, bro. <laughs> look, I you know it is what it is. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I can yeah. I can appreciate the grind and the hustle, and I think it's creative. And if people are willing to pay it, then the free market says that's what it's worth. That is <laughs> ties back into the first yeah. first topic. Yeah. Okay. So it is what it is. This bro, is I would have signed up for it, huh? I would have signed up for it all day long. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, it's I don't know. <laughs> would you have signed up for it? I mean, I don't. I didn't have the money. Yeah, I mean, but like, okay, but by inflation, it probably would have been a little bit cheaper back in like nineteen six, whatever. Whenever you. No, say. bro. I listen. I don't want people around me, dude. <laughs> I, no, it's that's not my thing. I don't yeah. even have an assistant now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not, and I'm not that kind of a person. There's yeah. fucking fifty people in this building that have assistants, and I don't have one. And I want to. It's not my thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a. 
that's not me. I'm a, I'm different. Like I don't like home cooked meals. Like that would have been cool. I mean, bro, I learned how to cook myself. I did my own shit. How'd that work out? Well, it worked out great until I married someone that was a better cook than me. I stopped cooking because I heard I heard of like some beef jerky and flour tortillas or something. That's shit. different. <laughs> That's different. So Emily likes to bring that's that. Happening. No, Emily likes to bring that story up uh -huh. because that's like the worst case scenario. Okay, okay? Right. like there was no fucking food. I was drunk as fuck. What do you do when you, there's no food and you're drunk as fuck? Everybody knows that uh -huh. you get resourceful in what you are willing to accept as food. So what exactly did you make? So I took some Jack or Jack's Links or Slim Jims. All right, and I took some sprinkled cheese. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, and I put them in a fucking tortilla, and I wrapped the motherfucker up, and I threw it in the microwave, and it was oh, actually man. pretty decent. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was like good. It was drunk food, bro. That's what the fuck it is. Everybody out here knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. So like, you guys can make fun of me and say I don't know how to cook, <laughs> but the reality is, is you know, I'm one of those people that can make something out of nothing. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. All right. So and it was good. And I'd do it again. You put any salt and pepper in there? Huh? No, of course, <laughs> of course, of course not. Of course not. Would have been too spicy. That's right. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got. Listen, I think I, I like this idea. I thought I thought this was cool. Hey, it, look, bro. It's, Obviously, there's a market for it. Yeah, right. Thumbs up, man. If yeah. you can, if you can make it work, make it work. I tell you what, I like this a lot better than these fake ass entrepreneurs on the internet selling courses about shit they never fucking did. That's real shit. I like it a lot better than that. Yeah. You know, oh, I've never done anything. Buy my course. Oh, I'm standing in front of a rented Lambo. Buy my course. Man, fuck your course. What the fuck did you do? Yeah. You didn't do shit. At least these women are out here doing real shit. Making bank, too. Yeah. So maybe y'all out here uh, should go fucking cook meals for people and actually humble yourselves instead of thinking you're a motherfucking baller and, and you're not. Like, it's... <laughs> disgusting anyway that's, that's real these thumbs are thumbs up. up thumbs up for sure man yeah well guys andy that's all i got yep don't be a hoe share the show Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed